This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. At the 25, cuts it upfield, 30-35, cuts left outside, 40-45-50, midfield, Toronto 40, in stride, Toronto 40, Toronto 30, Toronto 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Stampeders, another sensational Roy Finch touchdown run. Wow, back-to-back weeks for Roy Finch. Last week at McMahon Stadium, a 97-yard punt return for the touchdown. Last night, uh, you know the drill, it was a 180 and three-yard punt return touchdown for Roy Finch. Really got the ball rolling for the Calgary Stampeders as they rolled over the Toronto Argonauts, 41-24. And we get to talk about it now in the program as we are joined by the head coach here, Calgary Stampeders, for Tom's House of Pizza. We are joined by Dave Dickinson. Hey, Dave, how you doing? I'm good, Jack. How are you? Good. How was the trip home last night? Okay. Uh, it was. I mean, uh, I think my head hit the pillow at about 4 a.m., though, so it was certainly a long night. <laughs> well, a long night. Uh, uh, but, hey, I, I tell you what, it was probably a longer night for the quarterbacks because uh, both quarterbacks uh, got uh, – uh, they knew they were in a football game last night. Ricky Ray now out with a four- to six-week injury uh, because of the Calgary Stampede defense. And your quarterbacks took a little bit of a test last night, too, six quarterback sacks. Is that uh, uh, just credit to the Toronto Argonauts, or was there some issues on the offensive line, Coach? Oh well, I mean it's it's always got a little bit to do with both. I mean, yeah, they they did rush us well and uh caused caused us some issues. Uh most of it was just uh one on one type of things. Um you know, meaning that we just we lost one on one battles. And they bring five guys and you're blocking with five, there's a lot of one on one battles and the Bo's been doing a great job all year getting uh, getting rid of the ball when he needs to, but they were really low coverage and, and he had to sit in there a little bit and I thought he made some plays as well. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we took too many sacks, which is something we'd like to uh, cut out in the future. You know, one thing we haven't talked a lot about on this show, and you probably should uh, mention it more, uh, your, your team is very disciplined. I believe only four penalties last night. Toronto took 11. In most cases this year, you have been a pretty disciplined team. Pretty disciplined. I mean, we uh, do the best we can to teach them the rules, and we don't tolerate, even in practice, not uh, practicing or playing by the rules, meaning that if they're doing something in practice, it's addressed right away. And uh, they can either, you know, get in line and do it the right way or the next guy's playing. And it's easier said than done because some penalties are just effort penalties that are going to happen. And, um, I mean, Alex Singleton's penalty, uh, it was nothing he could do different. I don't want him to do anything different. So I'd have no issue with those penalties. But, you know, with the ones where they're undisciplined, where you're taking taunting calls, where uh, you're certainly, to me, not not knowing the rules, and you're not lining up in the right area, you're offside uh, procedures. We've been pretty solid at that for years now, and that that's basically something, obviously, that uh, we feel. Why give away cheap yards like that? And, uh, people are going to beat us. Let's make sure they earn it. No, it's, it certainly makes a difference. You didn't have to throw a challenge flag last night uh, because of the circumstances of the game. Uh, I haven't talked to you, you know, since the new rules came into play. We saw Mark Tressman use his very early in the game last night. Watching the game tonight, both coaches have used them in the first half. I, I was curious. I thought most coaches would save them for the second half, Coach, but I guess it all depends on the circumstances, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, I think, honestly... Uh, yeah, we all in the same rules, so there's no reason for us to complain or anything like that. Um, I just get a kick out of, you know, basically they, they I've reading the stuff on or hearing stuff, you know, my double moves and all that. <laughs> Every team running double moves. Every team running similar stuff. 
And, uh, you know, as a coach, you take advantage of what you can use. And at that point, when we had the multiple challenges, and I, I felt very, very confident that the refs had missed the call, I would use them. Now it's going to be a real tough you're under a big microscope as a head coach because if you do use that challenge early, even if you win and you don't get a touchdown or points on that series, you're going to think that it probably was a waste. And and uh, you're going to miss some, too. There's going to be times where you know you can win, but you're just not going to throw it. And, um, you know, that's okay. I'm, I'm actually not in favor of, of challenges at all. I believe that uh, that's hurt our game, and, and I'm I'm working hard. Um, not necessarily behind the scenes as I'm talking to you, but I just feel like uh, when you can challenge uh, black and white calls, did he get his foot in, did he not, you know, fumble or not, that's fine. But when we start challenging these gray areas, uh, you know, DPI, roughing the quarterback, legal contact, that's where basically the slippery slope started. So hopefully we clean that up. I, I'm a big proponent of that. I'm just one voice, one coach. But certainly that's my opinion. Uh, you know, Coach, what I liked about it was, you know, the, the commissioner in the league listened to the fans. The, the fa- I think the game is great right now. We're seeing lots of scoring. We're seeing lots of competitive games. Uh, but, but the challenge flags were taking away a little bit from the game. And, and Randy Ambrose, you heard it from the fans, and, and I'm sure you've heard it from the fans. So uh, from that standpoint, it, it puts the onus back on the officials because they've got to make the calls. They, they, they've got, they can't make, you know, let the, the DBs maul the receivers. I get that. So uh, as long as they call the game properly, I think it's going to make the game better. Agreed. I yeah. agreed, and I, uh, I, I, I did feel at times that the people you know, the, that was hearing stuff like, "Well, if you think it's a bad call, fix it." Well, that's not the point of it, and so I agree. I think uh, Randy came in and and listened to the fans on that, and um, you know, it goes back and forth though because the fans were kind of the reason the instant replay came in because we, there was missed a very, very deliberate uh, offensive pass or defensive pass interference, and you. Go back to the 2015 Grey Cup. People would love an instant replay there, and yet I still think it's Grey. I mean, you look at certain calls. I don't necessarily think more than 50, 50 people believe it's either right or wrong, and those are the calls I do not want challenged. I think whatever was called in the field stays with it, and, and hopefully um, those areas are, are correct as well. But I think we're making a positive step. And listen, we've always wanted to listen to the fans. The CFL is a fan-driven league. We're, we, we're here for the fans. We want to, Our players are the most successful players you'll ever see in any league. And the fans were definitely, we were losing people with the challenge system. So uh, I'm more than happy that if this helps, and let's make sure the referees, yeah, are on top of their game and doing their job. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock, dissecting what happened last night in Toronto, a big win for the Calgary Stampeders, uh, over 100 points scored in the last two games, so that's a, sur- a sure positive. I- I- a couple of things we heard on our postgame show last night, Coach, so I'll bring it on the table right now, a ball security. I know this is something you d- you addressed in uh, the preseason. I think you had that whistling football. Maybe you can explain that a little bit more to, to our listeners, but, you know, b- to Roy Finch put the ball on the ground a couple of times. Jerome Messam, you know, has had some some ball security issues this year. Uh, uh, what do you say to your players? Uh, how, how do you teach ball security? Well, you can say anything you want, um, but they've got to be the ones to take onus, and they've got to do it right. And there are ways you can secure the ball where, yeah, some are going to get you know uh, knocked out of there. Some are going to be knocked out of there. There's just nothing you can do. But we did buy a football because we felt last year we had some problems. And it's our running backs. They they carry the ball away from their body. They don't squeeze it in tight to their chest and up to their chin. And so this football, when you carry it, if you hold it uh, with you uh, basically four points of pressure, uh, which I teach in my young kid football camp. So, I mean, we all know what to teach and what it is. 
they've got to do it. The problem is, is when guys have been running the football for so long, doing it a certain way, and that's how nat- they naturally run. It's almost like teaching someone to, to, you know, ride a bike differently or, you know, to walk differently. And it's, it's a challenge and we're working hard at it, but it's really, I don't believe you can necessarily get perfect at it, but they got to know that we're, you know, that situational football and where we're at, you know, that end of the half fumble by mess. Uh, we were basically trying to run the clock out. Um, so those type of situations, it has to be priority one. And, uh, you know, we know about it, but we're not doing a good enough job correcting it. Speaking of your running game, you know, you've got a really unique situation because Jerome Messam is a horse. And when he's on like he was last night in the first half, uh, besides the, the drops, you know, it, it's fantastic to watch him. And then we got to see Roy Finch in the second half a little bit. Totally different type of running back. So it does add a different dimension to the offense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, then we used, used Roy a little bit on some other plays, too, mm-hmm. but he was he was chalking up the yards big time in the return game, and I do feel the fresher he is, the better he is at return game, and, and Mess has been running well. Uh, we, we've always been a team that likes to have a, a bit of a bruiser. You know, you go back to Kelvin Anderson, and that way he you know, was he the fastest guy and all that? No, but he, he churned up the yards, and he always fell forward, and you, you go through it, all the backs we've had, and I believe Corn uh, was probably as good as any, but he's a bruiser, and Mesa's fit in that mode, and, and guys, after a while, uh, you know, like we handed the ball off, second goal in the five. I felt very confident that we could get down at least to the one, and I was going to go for it, and he just ran through everybody and scored. So having that strength and that strong back, something I like. Roy is more of a change-up. Um, you know, he's willing to stick it up inside the tackles, but... You know, he is a fairly little guy, and so ultimately I, I would never want to make a living of handing the ball off to him 15, 20 times inside the tackles. But a nice change-up, certainly a guy that uh, is still good for us and gives us things to do on the roster. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Which was a more impressive punt return, uh, last week's 97-yarder or, or last night's 103-yarder? Because his first couple of moves last night, they were just brilliant. They were. I mean, they're both really good, in fact. I mean... <laughs> If you watch, you know, and we say the same thing, uh, the, the punt return game, the kick return game in the CFL is is one of the highlights of, of our game, and you don't see that down south. You just don't. And people bomb these punters, bomb the ball down there, and it's, yeah, the ball's in the air a long time, but they know there's a huge field awaiting them, and uh, Roy is real impressive. Um, you know, I just sometimes Roy is just the little things. Uh, like he almost fumbled the ball going across the goal line, and mm-hmm. he's got to make sure that just to be himself, but he's got to, do the little things right, and when he does, he's as good as anybody. Well, I, I know it's I know it's tough because soccer, unfortunately, is the number one tenant in that building. And you know, you saw the difference in the field turf and then the grass turf. Uh, you know, going into the end zone with the field turf that, that 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 is a little bit dangerous at times, isn't it, Coach? Never played on it, Jock. So I have <laughs> never had the. Uh, it, well, it looked, uh, it looked like you know players were slipping on it last night. Even even yeah. Finch with his uh, with his return, you know, he almost got his uh, on the seam. It looked like he got it. So uh, anyway, I haven't played on it either. I have no idea. I like the building, though. I like yeah, the, it's a nice building. That size of stadium. Um, I'd like to have seen more people in the stands, you yeah. know. And all you can do is just keep uh, plugging away on your own business, and that's yeah. for us. Calgary Stampede business is showing up and giving a consistent effort, winning football games, but. I actually like that field and and, uh, love to see it packed.
Hey, uh, I, and I know you do, you don't like to talk about other teams, but if you don't mind, I'll just ask you about Ricky Ray because you know he is a, he is a great quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer in this league. Unfortunately, he does go down with a shoulder injury last night. They say it's about a four to six week injury. Uh, you know, hey, it was a good clean hit by Mike Kashuk, and, uh, and 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 you can't take anything away from that. But you know, I hope Ricky Ray can return soon. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've watched the games, and he's been taking a bit of a beating. And when you throw the ball 50, 55 times a game, mm-hmm. I don't care how good you are, you're going to take a beating. And uh, he is 38 or something like that, and uh, he's been playing great. Uh, but our guys got after him and hit him, and and at the end of it, he, he didn't want any more. And uh, yeah, I, I like Ricky a lot as a person, too. I would... Uh, a guy you'd always want on your team, and, and yeah, I want him back. I think he's good for the league, and he's a good pay- player. Uh, and it was clean hit from Cash, real good play. Mike Cash, I played well, so that was a good a good sign for us. A kid we drafted a year ago, and mm-hmm. we've had defensive end issues injury-wise. He showed up, he has a good motor, made a great play, uh, tipping the ball out uh, on a fumble, knowing the rules. So uh, he was a guy I thought I took notice of, and uh, you know we'll see with our injuries getting better how that defensive end position plays out. But I thought. Kashek was uh, certainly uh, played a good game. Well, the bye week comes at a real nice time. We're going to talk about that after a quick timeout. But if you don't mind, I'll just ask you quickly about Lamar Durant. Uh, that was the it looked like the only a serious injury for the Calgary Stampeders. We saw the ice pack on his knee last night. Uh, any any update on uh, on Lamar? No, we don't have anything. We're, we do. Uh, we're going to schedule some tests. That should have been done this afternoon. Um, but not having a game, uh, the results probably won't get read till tomorrow or the next day or maybe with this weekend here. But Certainly was unfortunate. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, just kind of looked like he was thinking about maybe even tossing the ball to Marquay or something, and then he got twisted. But we hope uh, we get good news. Uh, I'm not really expecting it, but I also am sure hoping it. And right. he's, a, he's had a great year, and he's been working hard. He, he deserves to be on that field, so we'll see what happens. Almost pizza time tonight. Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Five locations, including Okotoks. We are joined by the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. The phone lines are jam-packed, so let's go to the phone lines right now. I'm going to ask you to be quick with your questions because uh, I've only got about uh, seven or eight m- minutes left with the coach. So, uh, John, you're up first. You're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. Hi, Jock. Hi, coach. How you doing? Congratulations on the win last night. Thank you. My question is on the center. Who is Who is playing the center position? He seems to be quite steady is um you williams yes. yeah we've had we've had issues uh we ended up putting pierre laver two back on sixth game he's just not healthy and uh we did not foresee this happening we thought he would be a guy that would be uh we'd maybe uh, nurse along a little bit for camp we felt he'd be ready for week one but he's not uh he's not getting healthy so uh we had to challenge uh we lost a couple guys and we Settled to let try this Ucombray Williams, second-year guy, guy we thought would challenge at the left tackle position. And he has solidified our offensive line inside. Now, he's still working on some things. I didn't think he played his best game, but he's making the calls. He's athletic. He can pull well. You saw him on the edge blocking. So he's been a pleasant surprise and, and I think someone that can get a lot better as well. Yeah, it is too, it is too bad about Pierre Lavertu, coach. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see him back on the roster after this stint on the six-game injured list. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Jim, you're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. Hi, Dave. Um, congratulations on the win. Thank I'm you. just wondering uh, why Quinn Smith, and maybe it's just I don't understand the rules, but I see that he's on the practice roster. And I thought that if you moved a player to a practice roster, roster uh, there's a risk that he could get picked up by another team. Maybe you could clarify that for me. 
there is a risk. Um, but you know, we feel like we have to do what's best for our roster, and we only we only really have about a 52 man, uh, maybe a 50 man roster, uh, 46 for the games, and then we have other guys that are on one game injured. And in order to work for the salary cap, you just I don't really get too involved in that in the salary yeah. cap. Um, but yeah, we've we've had to put some good football players on our practice roster, and so do other teams. Yeah. Um, so okay. we we are at risk, uh, but uh, we we felt like uh, he has uh, he needs to come in and get some work done, and and hopefully can be a player for us. But uh, yeah, feel good with our Canadian lineman right now, and and uh, something we needed to do. Okay, thanks. So uh, if you went on the one game list, that would have been a, a salary hit, salary cap hit, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, so everything yeah. that's on one game goes against the salary cap, exactly. Okay, okay, Jim, okay, thank, appreciate thank that. Um, just to clarify that, uh, Dave, just for my own uh, purposes, because if somebody put a claim in for Quinn Smith, could the Stampeders still not put him on the roster and, and, and still protect him, though? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, so, so, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, you obviously, you're, and you try to make sure, you know, if you're putting a claim in for a player, you're looking to activate him. Uh, there's right. been a few teams that will take people off practice rosters and put them on their own one game injured list or six game uh, you will never see huff do that no exactly right uh let's go back to the phone lines ron you're on the air with head coach dave dickinson hey coach i just got a question quickly have you ever thought about putting putting buckley in on two-point converts it gives us the extra dimension he can run and i'm just thinking he's pretty accurate in passing yeah. as he's showing too so it's an idea i mean i know other teams have used uh, an athletic uh quarterback in not only in two-point conversions but also in in situational football um i just have trouble taking the mvp off the field i mean <laughs> the guy is the best player in the league and uh you know and it showed he had some 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 elusiveness yesterday so but it is an idea and something we've thought about and and andrew is taking steps forward but i feel obviously um We've had good luck in our two-point game or two-point convert game uh, through the years, and Bo obviously has, has been a big part of that. Thanks, Coach. All right, Ron, thank you very much for the, the call. You, you know, and it's interesting, Dave, because, you know, there was a lot of concern early in the season about Rene Paredes. Well, he's, he's, he's money again, and that's sort of what you expected from your kicker. Yeah, I probably got a little greedy on the one. I, I, won, I had downwind. Um, you know, it was a 52-yarder, and I know he has a leg, but, yeah, uh, yeah he's been great. Um, He's done this, you know, throughout the years. You know, he does seem to be a little off early, uh, but his part of that is we have another new holder, and we were working two new stampers there. So, and also I think Renee just finds a little bit of time to get in his groove. But I definitely feel like he's in his groove now. Hey, uh, we're almost out of time, but I got to ask you: it's it's now a break. Uh, you know, the team gets a break, the players have a little time off. Hopefully, the coaches get some time off. Uh, you know, seven games in, five one and one. A break is coming at a good time, I would think. Yeah, I liked our schedule. You know, um, I did. I think we got a lot of our East Coast road trips out early here, which those can really wear you out. Um, and, you know, yeah, I like playing the West when it matters. I mean, ultimately, if you're chasing someone, you want to be playing them. And uh, as of right now, we're chasing someone. So, um, but, yeah, another break comes at a good time. And, and it, we had two good breaks. We have basically, you know, week eight and week 16. So I think it can help separate your season. You don't want to lose momentum. We're playing great football right now. Probably our last uh, three games have been our, we've been playing better and better and better. So certainly don't want to lose this momentum, nothing we can do about it. Hopefully the guys continue to work hard and keep football as priorities. You know, that's when I believe when it's your top priority, I'm not going to say top because family will always be above football, but when it's important to you, that's when you see most improvement. And obviously 
uh, we're doing that. I look forward to when the guys get back on the field because it's going to be very interesting decisions for the coaches with Junior Turner, uh, Deron Mayo, Malik Harris, uh, Rob Cote, Josh Bell, you know, all probably getting closer to return to the lineup. But we'll save that for another day. Uh, Dave, I hope you get a couple of days off. I will, yeah. I've uh, got the kids here. We're hanging out, so it'll be a fun weekend. Good stuff. Thanks so much, Dave. Okay, take care. All right, Dave Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders for Tom's House of Pizza. Sports Talk with Jock brought to you by the Alberta Motor Transport Association, reminding you that speed limits vary in different areas. Know the limit and stay in the zone. Ottawa Red Blacks have a 23-20 lead over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Four minutes left to go in the third quarter as Week 7 in the Canadian Football League continues. we got to take a break for the news at the top of the hour. We're going to hook up with Lisa McGregor. Ladies night on Sports Talk, our daily hookup with Global Sports right around the corner. Sports Talk with Jock, weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.